plus. While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app. We've been talking a lot today, and the podcasts are up, uh, I think, already. Um, We've been talking a lot today about um, transportation, local transportation, from South Coast to Boston in in particular, uh, and... uh, you know, we've talked about just to encapsulate, if you're just tuning in, to sort of encapsulate. And there's more expanded talk, and you can check out the podcast, but sort of encapsulate the last two hours. We have been talking about DATCO abruptly ending its service from Greater New Bedford to Boston. Um, they just said in 30 days, we're, we're done. Sorry. Later. Bye. Um, <laughs> so uh, we've talked about how that's going to impact local commuters. We've talked about South Coast Rail, which is going to come at the end of 2023, end of this year. And the role it will play, the expanded role it can play now that the DATCO bus, serv- bus service has ended, We've talked about the traffic congestion issue in Boston and how Boston is the fourth most congested city in the entire world, uh, traffic-wise, behind London, Paris, Chicago, and then, of course, uh, New York City. Um, Then we talked about uh, how South Coast Rail is going to play a role in trying to alleviate that, but was supposed to play a role along with expanded bus service. 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program this evening. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app chat. I mean, and one of the things I think that rightfully gives people cause, a a pause about South Coast Rail is the current state of the Massachusetts Bay Transportation Authority, better, better known as the MBTA. The MBTA is not in a state of good repair. In fact, I think the Boston economy loses about, I have the, uh, I actually have the figures. Just 
for it not being in a state of good repair. The Boston the Boston metro area loses about nine billion in lost wages annually. That's according to the that was an old study from the American Public Transportation Association back in 2019. But I can't imagine that that has substantially changed since then. It's not like it's you know going to go from nine billion to one billion. The point being, the failure of the state to bring the MBTA into the state of good repair is going to is going to um, does cost uh, about a few billion dollars in wages. So, I mean, the MBTA, uh, I, you know, um, the MBTA is in a state of disarray. I mean, just the headlines are really bad too. During the election, there there was there was the tra- a train was literally on fire. People are jumping into a river uh, to <laughs> to uh, escape that fire. There was uh, this, what happened a couple of weeks ago where like there was some sort of like computer error or something that basically brought all the services offline. It was a total nightmare. Uh, falling ceiling tiles. There was a joke about that, I believe, at that St. Patrick's Day brunch uh, up in Dorchester on Sunday. I think Michelle Wu's the one that made the joke about it, about the MBTA's falling debris. And Maura Healy had actually said, she, I guess she'd put like basically a swear jar out there and it said, uh, anybody who mentions the MBTA has got to put money in the jar or whatever because she expected a lot more jokes about it. She did say she was going to hire an MBTA manager uh, within the first 60 days of her tenure as governor. Um, it has been... Uh, the State House News Service Master List. That's a daily newsletter that gets sent to your inbox if you sign up for it on all state news, like um, you know, like the political playbook, like the political playbook, and they said they they have a tracker on it, and they've said it's been I believe seventy one days since a uh, new MBTA manager has been named. So they're taking their time in that process. Uh, probably maybe wasn't the best idea to set a hard deadline like that on it, but I think they did say it's going to come out uh, fairly soon. So, you know, obviously there has been, you know, elected, you know, our, our new uh, slate of elected officials, they're, you know, trying their best to get ahead of this issue. Uh, State Auditor Diana DeZaglio says she's going to do an audit of the MBTA. Um, I believe Andrea Campbell has some uh, language about the MBTA too, about how they're going to try to enforce the MBT. You know, um, make use the power of their office to make for a better uh, MBTA service. But there is no doubt that that the that the MB that the service in the MBTA has to um, has to has to you know has to be improved drastically to say the least has to be has to be reformed exponentially and there's been a lot of proposals currently the mbta for whatever reason is put under the department of public utilities a lot of people said it needs to be brought under the mass dot umbrella um it just needs better you know uh might maybe it needs more funding right um uh, you know, honestly, 
I think Charlie Baker was a good governor. He got high marks. I think he did a pretty good job. He was a good manager. I think he did really well uh, in COVID. He got high marks in COVID. Uh, um, you know, we had the lowest infection rate in the entire country at one point. Um, but one of, I think, and, and, and we've heard people say on this program, in fact, I think Transportation Chair Bill Strauss said it on this program that the that the South Coast Rail is happening because of because of Charlie Baker. He's the one who said, you know, he's the one who had understood that they could get it done. And as um, Rep. Strauss had explained, he was actually it was when Jack Spillane was filling in for Chris and me uh, one of these uh, an evening in December because the. Town Square Media had its Christmas party. So we had Jack from Spillane from Midwest for Light filling in for us. And uh, he had said Charlie Baker had plenty of escape hatches to get out of it. And in fact, some of his advisors were telling him to do it. They were saying, hey, listen, you know, there's people that demanding you're taking, you're going to take the Stoughton, that you take that Stoughton route. And I don't know if we fully explained that. So with South Coast Rail. So for... For people who don't know, this is currently phase one of South Coast Rail. Phase one is an expansion of the Middleborough line to include the communities of like Fall River Totten. Fall River Totten, New Bedford, etc. Right? It's an expansion of that Middleborough Lakeville line. So that's going to be what they estimate is a 90 minute commute. The um, the preferred line for everybody, really, but the preferred line was the Stoughton route, which I think they're anticipating is going to be done in phase two. The Stoughton route is a route through Stoughton, and it is 77 minutes. And I believe it is also a lot more times so uh, right now, the one of the issues, I think we talked a little bit about this in the first hour, but one of the issues with the current phase one, don't get me wrong, this is this the train coming, I firmly believe, and most most people, most elected officials, most of our community leaders firmly believe that the train coming here, arriving here to Greater New Bedford, is a net positive for all of us down here in this region, right? It, we all firmly, I firmly believe that. We all firmly believe that. But there's a few reasons why this route wasn't the preferred way to go. The preferred way to go was the Stoughton route. The Stoughton route is supposed to be 77 minutes. And with this route, it's not only a little bit longer, you know, it's, it's 90 minutes, Uh, I, maybe the Stoughton route was like seventy minutes. I, I it was a lo- it was it was shorter, right? A little over an hour versus an hour and a half and change, right? So the not only is this route a little bit longer, but also due to the fact, like logistically, due to the, the amount of trains that come through on certain tracks and all of that, the the times in which you can board those trains are limited. So there's a lot there's a lot more limited runtime for the trains on this route, which is the, which is the, um, phase one, uh, route, the Stoughton route, which is supposed to be, I believe be coming in phase two, uh, would have more service 
more run times, and would be shorter, a shorter commute. Now, there were some issues with that. Uh, we talked a little bit about it with the caller in the first hour, Don from Stoughton. From Stoughton. Uh, there were some environmentalist concerns with the Hockamock Swamp and all of that. Um, you know, some permitting and all that stuff. The, all, all, the, all the hoops you'd have to jump through to get that uh to get that route to get that route in that train approved there's environmentalist groups that are against it there's also i think some fairly um along that route i think there's some fairly influential donors to the um to the mass gop uh frankly uh that are against that uh, that it would go through their backyard so they're against it too um so Charlie Baker, you know, as, as Rep Strauss had explained back then, Charlie Baker could have said, uh, you know what, you guys all want the Stoughton route. It's not going to happen. Sorry. Because there were some uh, delegates, uh, members of our delegation, not in New Bedford, but um, I think more uh, north that had said they want the Stoughton route or they want death, basically, right? And so um, Baker had some escape hatches. He could have said, you know what? You guys want this. I can't do it. And he was being advised to. He was being advised to get out of it. Um, but he took, uh, you know, his pragmatic approach um, and was able to get that done. 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program. Let's go back to the phones. Good evening. Hey, Marcus. What's going on? Hey, John. What's up? Uh, so I got a funny story for you. I, um, I was part of building that railroad in Fall River. And okay. I was hauling in material and working on site with a lot of those guys from DW White that, that built that railroad up there in Fall River. And uh, <clears throat> I got a funny story. So one night, I'm dumping this material. It's, uh, it's called ballast stone. So it's the, it's the you know inch and a half stone that's in between the actual rail that, yeah. that covers the railroad tracks, uh, all the ties and stuff. And uh, I dumped the load... And I slammed the tailgate. It was like 12 o'clock at night. We, we were working a shutdown. So a shutdown is pretty much when, you know, they put, they work like all night long into the morning, you know, for numerous days on end until they get the job done. And uh, I, it's like 12 o'clock at night. I banged my tailgate, to, you know, after I dumped the load. And then um, this woman comes out from, from her apartment. <laughs> We were right on the long side of like a, a triple decker. Oh man! She comes outside on her balcony with her little chihuahua in her hand and her bathrobe. This old woman, she goes, "Really, <laughs> really?" <laughs> and I'm just sitting there, and I mean, at that point, I'm like exhausted. I'm ready to go home, and she's just, I'm just like, "Listen, lady, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that." <laughs> That's funny. But no, it, it it the amount of work that went into that rail. I mean, people people don't. Understand. I mean, if you work construction, I mean, you, you kind of have an idea about the amount of work and hours and, and countless hours that was spent on that railroad building that. Even in New Bedford, it's not even it's not even done yet. Middlesex, right. Middlesex uh, construction's like a year behind. Really? So, um, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, D.W. White's all done up there in Fall River. Wow. Um, that, that Fall River side is all done. Yeah. Pretty I, much, they're just tying up loose ends right now, but. Down in New Bedford, I mean, they're, they're like a year behind schedule. Yeah, they took you know? the, um, the all those, Baker and all them, uh, took the train down to Freetown um, the, right. in like the 
January or December, right before Baker left. They took the, yeah. I think in December, they took the train down to Freetown. And, and, uh, and, um, I, I drove by, it looked like a fully like finished. Um, oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, it, it's done. Like yeah. it's, it's done. You know what I mean? If you, if you take a ride up there on 79, um, in a sonnet, that, that big, uh, I, I can't remember where it is. I, I know it's, it's up there. It's, um, it's one of the stations. It's, it's closer towards like, um, Freetown, you know, um, but the, yeah, that 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 station's all like we built all that. You know, we were we were right. all part of that. The guy I worked for, you know, the, the trucking company. But yeah, it's it's nuts, man. I mean, um, the the the. I mean, I hey, if if it can get people off the roads, because I'm constantly driving in Boston, and I'm telling you right now, it sucks. I mean, right. the, the traffic sucks. I mean, I'm up there. I, I was up there. I was up on a job in Boston, but every day, every morning, every day, every hour of the day, I was on that expressway. And let me tell you, the stuff that I saw up there, people on laptops, driving, yeah. doing, their, doing their work in their cars before they get to work. I mean, it was insane. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's just nuts. It's, it's nuts half the shit you... Oh, sorry. Half That's the okay. stuff that you see on, on the road when you're a truck driver. Because, I mean, you have that vantage point. You're high up. You know, you can see right down into people's cars. Right, what yeah. What they're doing. And 95% of these people nowadays, Marcus, they're texting and driving. It's awful. And that's one of the leading causes of accidents nowadays is it's texting and driving. Yeah. I know I'm going off topic, but. No, no, I get it. But that's, uh, that, uh, that all plays into it. You can text, you can, you can do your right. work, you can do. You work on the, yeah, yeah. You work on the, you know what I mean? And, and, and get off the roads, you know? I mean, I, I know it's a longer commute. It's, 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 it sucks. You know what I mean? It is going to be a longer commute for them and they're going to have to get out of bed probably an hour earlier to catch the train in the morning to get there on time. But yeah. You know, just think of the gas you're going to save. You know what I mean? Especially if you're driving, you know, a gas-powered vehicle, you know? Yeah, and plus so, the the work you're able to do while you're going up there, you know, you yeah. can probably get a, you probably get a lot done. It's, if it's going to be an hour and a half and if there's delays two hours, you can get right. probably get a lot done before you get into the office. Yeah. What do you think about this thing going on with Trump? What do you, what, what, <laughs> I thought he we, was going to get arrested. Uh, yeah, he thought he was going to get arrested. Um, yeah. <laughs> So I haven't seen anything yet uh, that in the way of, like, stuff happening. Like, I haven't seen anything, yeah. like, leaning towards any indictments even, let alone uh, him being arrested. There was apparently, like, there was supposed to be a big protest in, in, um, in Manhattan today, uh, and that was more or less a flop. So um, we haven't heard yeah. anything yet. I, I don't think, you know, I think maybe that was a way for him to try to build momentum against it happening and trying to get some protests going trying to you well, know ignite some fires but it, it didn't work well i'll let you i'll let you go on this marcus but uh you know what my opinion is on this i think that it's it's good that you know it's bringing attention to them and i have a feeling that this is going to play into more of the witch hunt you know what i mean like it's 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 playing more you know it's it's adding on to the the countless uh, attempts to indict this guy and get him arrested and you know like the countless attempts that yeah. you know these guys these you know the democrats they ended up trying to get him impeached how many times while he was in office you know yeah. i think it's um <laughs> it's just adding on to the witch hunt and it's bringing more attention to him and uh i think that's a good thing i think that's that's a good thing that he's getting all this attention because you know it's just bringing spotlight onto him it could it know, could be i think it's yeah, for his for his, his his campaign, you know what I mean. I think it's tough for Ron DeSantis too because he's in a position where he can't. He's got to say 
he's got to say obviously the DA's acting you know corrupt in you know in a corrupt way, um, which obviously helps. <laughs> Trump, right? But he's yeah, also trying to like walk the tightrope and say, "Oh, but what maybe what Trump did was wrong." And it's like, you know, cuz he right. wants to be president. So, it's like he's, you know, I think he's putting him in a tough spot. So, it could help him for sure. Could help Trump yeah. for sure. Yeah. All right, Marcus. Have a good night, man. You too. Thanks for the call. 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program this evening. Also take your messages on the WBSM app. Yeah, I mean, uh, we talked about about that. Chris and I talked about that last night with the Trump tax uh, the Trump um Stormy Daniels payment case. It's like, uh, it, it, I, I don't know if I mentioned this yesterday, but it's sort of the way I thought about it. And then I, I heard it on a podcast today too. It's the same thing. They, they thought the same thing, but it was basically, this is the like getting Capone on tax evasion. As you, as you may know, uh, Al Capone, like I think there's real reasons for Donald to make an argument that Donald Trump should not be outside of a jail cell right now, like trying to rig the election by telling by asking the secretary of state to find 10,000 votes. Right. I think there's uh, the classified documents thing, which we're apparently we're hearing, uh, by the way, I just remembered this. Apparently, we're hearing that there's going to be an update from Jack Smith, who is the special prosecutor on that uh, classified documents thing. We're supposed to be hearing some some update on that. There's reports that he misled his attorney. So there's like real, I think there's actually tangible stuff. This like Stormy Daniels payment thing, it's kind of hard. I think it's kind of hard for people to follow more generally than he mishandled classified documents, right? Or he tried to fix the election. Those two things are pretty easily communicable, and understandable to the uh, you know to most people but the he violated the business records law is <laughs> not because it's the capone tax evasion thing they didn't get a capone for bootlegging alcohol or 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 the you know the valentine's day massacre they got him for tax evasion because he said he was what a used furniture salesman i think chris would chris knows better more about that stuff but that's pretty much it's pretty much you know feels like what this is in a way i don't i i i feel like nothing's going to happen 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program we'll also take your messages on the wbsm app chat this is south coast tonight i'm marcus I gotta take this break welcome back to the show i'm marcus 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program we'll also take your messages on the WBSM app. So we've been talking about South Coast Rail. Well, we've been talking transportation has been the um, dominant conversation. Uh, has been the topic of conversation in light of Datco deciding to suspend permanently. Um, their bus service. So I guess it's not really a suspension, right? I guess it's just a straight up no more bus service from New Bedford to Boston or Greater, greater New Bedford because he used to leave Fair, from Fair Haven, then go to New Bedford, then go up to Boston. And I think that um, it used to go back to UMass Dartmouth too. So used to there used to be some direct service from between Fair Haven, New Bedford, Dartmouth, and Boston. Now there will not be until South Coast Rail comes, basically. Um, but again, you know, and I said this in the first hour, the, the VP at DACO was basically like, oh, well, 
the political bodies want rail service. It's a weird thing to say because one, every transportation expert I've talked to here on air has said that bus service and rail service are complementary to deal with the issue of traffic congestion and two, the there is not a single elected official that I know of that has said, uh, great, now we can get rid of the menace that is DACO busing. Like, no one said that. No one said, this is great. This will give, this will allow us to move from busing. No one's, no one said that. That's not a real thing. That's a made up thing. It's a made up thing uh, that they're, that they're, that, that they're saying to try to justify their abrupt cutting of services. Again, I'm of the opinion that if you were providing a public good, even if you were a private company, if you were pri- provided a public service, a public good, you should be held to different standards. There should be a continuity of service. You can't just be allowed to say in 30 days, we're done. Sorry, later. I, I just don't think that's fair. I don't think that's something that we should expect from people, you know, from from companies that are supposed to provide public goods and public necessities like public transportation. Um, you know, the MBTA obviously does need a significant amount of investment. I know that uh, Governor Healy's proposed her $55 million budget, I believe, you know, and the, of course there's the $1 billion surtax, the $1 billion, uh, that's a, the $55 billion budget is, is um, obviously a, uh, a record. I imagine there's a record every year, right? I think it was $52 billion last year, the budget. So, um, transportation, I know from that billion on that, that, um, that billion from the, uh, the billion dollars that's coming in from the, uh, millionaires tax, which the, the 4% surtax on income over one, uh, 1 million, it's supposed to raise a billion dollars. They said, uh, Healy spending on education is going to be 510 million and transportation is going to be 490 million. Now those funds specifically were said to be used for, like, that's what they said they were going to use them for is, is trans those two things specifically transportation and education. looks like they're splitting them fairly evenly education, getting a little bit more of a share, but 490 million of that billions going to, um, to, uh, to transportation. Um, the, I know she's had a, Supplemental budget that is supposed to um, a $734 million supplemental budget that's going to be allocating, I think, uh, 20 or so million to the MBTA, uh, 20 or so million to the MBTA because uh, she did promise a, a thousand new hires for MBTA employees. Um, but there's so that, that there isn't anything specific for that, but they said 20 million to enabled the T to better, quote, better recruit and retain employees to meet its needs and deliver safe, reliable service across the system. So, I mean, we assume that that's going to be, um, we assume that that that's going to be the, um, the goal is to hire those thousand new people. That's in a supplemental budget that I think also includes the tripling of the uh, CEC, the Clean Energy Center, which is an agency of the state that like works on programs like offshore wind. She made that announcement on the the tripling the budget in the CEC 
uh, over in New Bedford the other day. You can check that out on WBSM.com. Uh, I wrote the story. I was there. Um, I wrote the story. Uh, so you can check that out as well. Again, uh, you, you going visiting our website and checking out our articles actually helps the show out quite a bit. Um, so if you're able to do that, if you're able to go, you know, you can do it from your phone too. If you're able to just check it out, you know, give it a read. Give it a glance. Give it a quick read through. Browse it. Click on it and just browse it if you want. Or better yet, some of them had podcasts in them, so you can just listen to the podcast. But you visiting that article, it really helps. So I'd appreciate it. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program uh, in the waning hours of, uh, of the show. Um, so the other thing that's in the budget, which is interest in our supplemental budget, is $12.5 million, $12. million for East-West Rail, which is like the next big rail uh, project. I don't know if anybody knows, about, knows too much about this, but there is a proposal, for, and, and that's one of, Baker's, one of Baker's signature projects too, is East-West Rail. Um, so that's supposed to be basically from Boston. It's supposed to be rail from Boston all the way to Pittsfield, right? In the further, you know, the furthest west of, of Massachusetts, Pittsfield. From Boston to Pittsfield, you know, make stops in like Palmer and Springfield and all that. It's supposed to connect through rail, the eastern and western parts of the state. Her, uh, I think Baker's already bonded $275 million for that. So um, uh, I guess she's putting in an extra $12 million of, of budgeting uh, for that as well. That's the next new infrastructure project. 508-996-0500. Tell you what, we see some calls on the line. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. 1420 WBSM is now also on 99.5 FM. 300. WBSM isn't just a broadcast. It's also a podcast. Get all of our podcasts at WBSM.com, the WBSM app, or just search WBSM on your favorite podcast provider. Welcome back. Let's go to the phones. Good evening. Hey, good evening, Marcus. How are we doing? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. Uh, I don't know if you knew, but uh, on Channel 10 this Sunday, Gene Valicente is the guy's name, I guess, interviewed the governor. And uh, he was, uh, you know, mentioning that this area down here is uh, saying, hey, what about us, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, and you know, she showed an interest and st- talked about the South Coast and what she had done coming down here. Yeah. And really, I think you guys ought to take a bow. <laughs> because really, it's, it's you guys that have really stood apart on this stuff to try to get, you know, people down here and interested in, in the South Coast and everything. And your, your uh, you know, your, your focus on local issues and stuff like that. I appreciate that. Well, it, it, I think it's quite obvious there's nobody else in the area that have done what, you know, your station has done. And, uh, you know, again, I think you guys ought to take a bow. Well, 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 look, I mean, you know, uh, I think that we've made some efforts, Chris and I, and they've been successful to, um, you know, uh, connect with um, the people on Beacon Hill and to let them know that we're down here. I mean, you know, Kim Driscoll's... uh, she was a regular guest during the show, and now she's a guest as lieutenant governor, and yeah, she knows she me, and she knows OTR the show. As well. Yeah, she was on the she was on OTR. Yep. Yeah, uh, Andrea Campbell. I spoke with her press secretary. I'm looking forward to having her on at at, at some point soon, uh, as well. Hopefully, to talk about some stuff that she's doing. So uh, Diana Dezaglu, we've had on. So there's yeah. there's now you know I think a lot of people, a lot of the statewide 
um, power players up in Beacon Hill that know about WBSM, know about the South Coast, and are, and are and are pretty active down here. Yeah, yeah, and, and that, that's all very good. Uh, hopefully, I could get us a solution to the uh, the bus problem. I don't know. Sure. Do you think that maybe uh, some of the uh, local buses might want to try to pick that up, like Amaral's or uh, or Tremblay and I know no they idea. got mostly yellow bananas and stuff like that. Well, I, I'm cool. interested to hear what Mitchell's going to say tomorrow on Tim's show because he's, you know, he was pretty, uh, he, he he didn't spare, I don't think, he didn't pull any punches, He, you know, against Danko. He called it egregious. He said, you know, they're giving us basically no notice. They didn't talk to us. And oh, yeah. yeah. Danko said that. They admitted that. They're like, yeah, we didn't do, we didn't talk to oh, anybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, and I know the mayor uh didn't look at the uh, train as a replacement for any other transportation down here no he's been kind of yeah. honestly he's been he's I, I don't really like his position on the train I, i've told him that i don't really like his position on the train mm-hmm. he's very mm-hmm. he's not i, I don't want to say pessimistic but like he's it feels kind of pessimistic sometimes well i, I can understand that because it, it is quite uh you know amount of time that you have to get there and as before your friend you done uh, trying to drive up there and back and forth. Yeah, it, it's no, he had to take the Daco bus. <laughs> he, he couldn't drive. You remember? <laughs> but 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 the other thing, I don't know. Maybe we ought to get we ought to try to outdo the Jetsons and maybe have some uh, uh, helicopters fly in from the yeah. airport and and bring some people in that way. I, I, I know I'm being right. a little facetious here, but we have uh, beat out the Jetsons in many ways. It, it, he just talked to uh, you know his, his boss over the over the TV. We got, got computers in hands that can help us do that you know so right, yeah. and then there's always uh ken Pittman's solution and that was to have a monorail from here up there going right up the middle of the highway you know right and i and i know <laughs> yeah. i'm being a little uh, facetious <laughs> yeah, but may, maybe you have to look in uh, for a different parad- paradigm you know uh to try to get people from the end of the line here up there you know that sort of stuff but uh Again, you know, uh, to me, uh, congratulations to you guys because, uh, you know, you've uh, made New Bedford become a, an issue on the, uh, you know, the major news networks around here and even in Boston as well. So uh, I, I think that's a good thing. And hopefully, you know, uh, things will, will work out, you know, hopefully. I, I know people down here, myself included, we always tend to be pessimistic because, uh you know, we we never seem to get the. Everybody you know, down here is very pessimistic. Yeah, we never seem yeah. to win the the Cupid doll. You know what I mean? Of course. Uh, but always, I, you know, I think in the last few years, there's been a lot of attention paid down here. You know, I, I yeah. really do. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Now, now, what that attention brings, <laughs> well, yeah, is, but we'll see yeah. as time goes on. You'll see, I guess, my friend. You yes. know, but. Uh, Again, thanks for what you're doing, and I, I think it's stirred more interest in this area than it's ever been stirred before. Well, thanks, I appreciate that. Okay, guys, take care. Bye. Yeah, I mean, we've. I think um, Chris, through this program in particular, I think we've we've definitely made an impact, uh, and I, you know, it's because of you guys actually. Because without we're able to do this because the audience we have the best talk radio talk radio listenership out of any. Gateway City in the in the in the Commonwealth. Any any community like this, any non-Boston community in the Commonwealth, and actually, I'd, I'd stack us up against Boston too, and say we probably have, we have a better talk radio listenership than Boston, and so we have the best talk radio listenership in Boston. One of the best talk radio local talk radio listenerships really in the country. So we're able to do it because 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 of you guys. You know, we're able to we're we're able to you know we're able to have the guests we have and the conversations we have. And the impact, uh, because you guys are, are listening. So, um, because this is such a great medium, 
It really is. It's a great medium. It's an old medium, talk radio, but it's an effective one. It's easily accessible. It's always accessible. And it's interactive. You can be part of the conversation. You can be part of the programming. And the things that you say on the program matter in terms of policy, in terms of making things happen, in terms of making change. We've seen it happen over and over and over again. It's the sounding board of what happens locally. So, um, you know, obviously Chris and I did some work, but really it's you guys. Without you guys tuning in, you know, we'd, we'd have nobody to talk to. <laughs> we'd have nobody to talk to with the uh, attorney general or the lieutenant governor or the auditor or whoever, or whoever we want to have on. Or Ed Markey. You, saw, you heard Senator Ed Markey with, um, with Tim. That was a great interview. Um, about AM radios actually talking about the impact that AM radios have and the importance and the uti- not not just the importance but the utility of AM radios in certain situations. I remember being here actually when I was on Saturdays and uh, it was a snowstorm. There was a, a major snowstorm and I was here. I didn't think I'd actually get out. I didn't think I'd get out. I was worried about my cat. Next time I, I get stuck in a snowstorm, I'm bringing my cat to the studio. Um, but, <laughs> but, uh, but the, but we were providing important information and updates and all of that. I remember Phil came in on a Sunday, you know, during a storm, just to Phil Paleologus to give everybody updates. So it's an important utility, and so we're able to do all these conversations, have all these good conversations with these big important people because you guys are tuning in. We appreciate it. 508-996-0500. One more break for the hour. And we're back. 508-996-0500. If you want to join in, we'll also take your app chat messages. Uh, Spearer in New Bedford said this. Their slogan says it all. And the slogan is, our buses, our people, and you. Listed in priority. That's pretty good. (laughs) That's pretty good. I like that. Our buses, our people, and you. In order of of priority. Uh, that, That seems... That seems about that seems that seems uh, uh, about uh, about about right. Um, yeah. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred is how you can get on the on the program. Um, yeah. So. Uh, we appreciate um, everybody that called in, everybody that app chatted. I'll be back tomorrow. Chris, Chris and I will be back tomorrow. Got a good slate of guests for the rest of the week. I'll have to tune in to find out. If you're in Dartmouth, we've got the Dartmouth School Committee candidate, uh, a couple Dartmouth School Committee candidates on on Thursday. Working on some good guests tomorrow. We've got uh, some pretty interesting guests on Friday, too. One of whom is a, a uh, Boston Globe reporter, um, uh, Boston Globe reporter actually for the Red Sox. Uh, talking about a new book they have out. So I'm um, looking forward to that on Friday. And then we'll, we'll work on some other guests too. We've got some things in the pipeline. But Thursday, we've got a few members of the, a uh, few candidates for Dartmouth School Committee. Um, and we're, you know, I've started to reach out to the Fairhaven School Committee races. Those are the only races that have been contested so far locally, pretty much for the most part. So I think indicative of, you know, or you know, basically coincides with the national trend. I feel like the school school committees are now like 
ground zero, ground zero for the, the, the culture war, right? The political culture war that we're embroiled in. But 508-996-0500 to say you can get in the program. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app. Um, well, actually, we won't now because I'm, I'm leaving. It's the end of the show. Appreciate you guys tuning in. As always, appreciate you guys calling in, app chat messaging, or just listening. Um, and uh, I'll see you tomorrow. All right.